Crowd My Table is a Real Talk production. You can find Real Talk at realtalkproductions.squarespace.com, follow us on Instagram at realtalk.productions, or email us at wearerealtalkproductions at gmail.com. Hello, and welcome to What Are You Whining About Now? I'm Holly, and today's episode, I'm interviewing my brother, Kirk. Hi. <laughs> I'm her brother. I'm your brother. Hi, nice to meet I'm, you. Nice to meet you, too. Um, <laughs> see, I'm, I'm the oldest and uh, of four sisters, of four kids, three sisters, and we're going to talk about our dad. Now, we got to frame it so that you guys understand our childhood a little bit our dad's personality and the eventually the way he died and even our mom's personality that too and i think it's important for you to know kind of like how we just our culture and how we uh how we were raised because that will explain a lot of how we were affected by his death and the way he died so yeah, yeah. so um how do I want to start this? Well, so we'll start from the very beginning. Start from the How beginning. About that? Okay. That's always good. So again, I was the oldest of three sisters. So I uh, we grew up in Mesa, Arizona. We were an LDS family. Um, Dad, you know, he worked as a as a uh, uh, engineer, a draftsman, designing fire sprinkler systems. Mom was uh, uh, worked various jobs until uh, pretty much. When we had our teenage years, she worked for the city or for Mesa Public Schools as a bus driver. So both parents worked, and we were just, you know, four kids that fought. And, you know, I was I was the oldest, and I had three sisters to try to um, not beat up. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what? I have to say that I was your favorite for you a little while. Because I was the cute little you were sister, a cute little, little peanut, and and then I turned about twelve, and I went downhill from there. <laughs> <laughs> so we were we were raised in 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 a good uh, LDS uh, uh, Mormon for those who who don't know what that is uh, Church of Jesus Christ of Latter Day Saints. Um, we lived in uh, in, a, in a pretty upper middle class uh, part of Mesa, um, and we just. You know, we just were just the your average family. Um, Dad was uh, worked a lot. You know, he would leave early and get home, usually around six o'clock in the afternoon or evening. And I always knew when when he was coming home because Benson, that show Benson, would come on. Oh yeah. Like, and that's about <laughs> when he would come home. Oh, that's so funny. So. Uh, yeah, like I think it was like Three's Company, then Benson or something. Oh, that's but, funny. See, yeah. I remember that because you were. I mean. <laughs> yeah. And so we did, we had, um, you know, we pretty much had dinner together every night. Mom made dinner. Um, we had all, which I think is, is pretty, uh, a, a gem if you think about it. Cause not a lot of families have, uh, dinner together anymore. Not, I mean, yeah. and I think that was, there was something looking back that, that was really good for us. Oh yeah. Um, we even had a, a towel, a cloth towel that we use. We all, all used, used it. <laughs> we would be eating dinner, and 
if somebody needed a towel, we would say, pass the towel. And yeah. we would pass the towel to that person and they would wipe their mouth, wipe, wipe their, their hands. Food, wipe their hands, whatever. And that's what we did. And it, and it didn't in any way, shape, or form seem weird. No, it didn't. It was it just, normal. It's normal. <laughs> Looking <laughs> back, like, it's, like, it's hilarious, actually. <laughs> but, it's, but see, that's what the beauty of what makes a family a family, I yeah. think. And um, I also remember uh, our dad, uh, his name is John. He was big on he loved to barbecue we would sunday dinners were our biggest meal and i would say one of the best meals Mm because it was usually pot roast or barbecue or something delicious and our mom was an amazing cook so we we had it all we had good things and yeah still is and uh so we would spend sundays at church come home and the house smelled amazing we'd eat dinner and I remember my dad liked to uh, set the tone with a little music. Do you remember that? He'd put the, put the stereo on and just have a little little K-Light, 98.7 FM. <laughs> and so... Uh, little Kenny G. Kenny G, little, you know. Um, they, we were a family. We just were, you know, we were, we, we, were, we were just an average American family. We had, you know, we were taught, um, you know, your basic principles of doing to others you know uh, mm-hmm. I, I think my dad our dad was uh, slightly not racist but one day we were watching the Cosby show we would watch the Cosby show every week mm-hmm. our dad loved it he loved Bill Cosby but one of the episodes was about Martin Luther King and dad made us turn it off really because he grew up in California where he uh, racism was huge there and Martin Luther King, basically a lot of what was going on, uh, a lot of jobs were, were taken from white uh, male, white people, whatever. And a lot of black people got jobs because they were black, mm-hmm. because they were black. And he had a real chip on his shoulder about, about that. Not about black people, but just about how that was in, in L.A. And so if you think about it, um, he, he, I think he had every right to kind of feel a little, a little jaded about about that. And mm-hmm. so I grew up kind of thinking not good things about Martin Luther King because of what, hmm. you know, um, he would say. And he, I remember he would sometimes use the N-word and um, I didn't really think it was bad, you know. But back then it wasn't, I mean, I feel like that, that word has gotten worse over the years. Yeah. And again, you got to understand the culture that he was, that he came from. And, and it was the 80s. It was the 80s. So... Um, our dad, uh, you know, he liked to, uh, uh, he liked the outdoors, he liked to hunt and fish, mm-hmm. especially liked to fish. Um, we had a boat most of our, quite a few years. One year, uh, one time our, our dad, he bought this old, uh, boat. It was like a out, outboard motor. Um, we, we fixed that thing up. We worked hours and hours. We redid the whole interior and it was, uh, time to go. Use you know test it out on the on the lake and it 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 wasn't working it, it just died on us. In fact, the only wow. thing we could use was the trolling motor, which we had to troll backwards to shore. Oh, <laughs> it, was, no. it was such a heartbreak. I'm sure the looking back in yeah. retrospect, he probably was so disappointed about oh, that. Yeah. And you know we were so excited. At least me and I think we took some, a couple of our his friends uh, with us and we were gonna have this. Who would he have brought? Uh, Larry, Larry. Oh, Larry Adams. Yeah, Adams okay. and Scott. Mm-hmm. So. Uh, it was fun, just, but just trying to give you an idea of, of, you know, he was he was always trying to 
um, just do family things. Mm -hmm. We we didn't um, now looking, you know, as we find out closer how he died, and I don't know if we want to reveal that right now in, in, in well, a little yeah. bit, but. Um, you know, he his personality was uh, somewhat reserved, mm -hmm. but again, I think that was just kind of like his his upbringing and a little bit different. Mm -hmm. uh, now, here's the thing: mom, she's the total opposite. Right. She was goofy and fun loving, and you know, just crazy. And she'd always dress up for Halloween, this crazy she witch. She was teeping. You know, she was the she was the crazy mom, and I mean, she even let me ride. You weren't even born yet. Uh, I, 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 I demanded, I like talked her into like <laughs> letting me ride, hang, hang on the side of the, of the, of the station wagon, um, while I would like surf, if you will, like whatever. And she thought she let me do it, but she hit a bump and I go fall it and she runs over my foot. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> so that's just to give you an idea of what she's like. So, so the Our two... mom like was just, cause like, I mean, I, let me ask you this. How, okay, just our mom and dad, their personalities could not have been more different. More totally different. And I think that's good. That was, yeah. I mean, we didn't realize at the time, I mean, looking back, you know, uh, I, I would love to go back and just maybe even right now, like have dad come back and just talk to him for mm -hmm. 20 minutes and say, I would like to know what, like what he thinks is funny. Like, and just yeah. like, you know oh, what I mean? You know, I remember, you know, I remember, I remember watching Dumb and Dumber. Yes. Yes. <laughs> and the dot, there's that joke. He's like, how do you read a bulldog and a shih tzu? A bullshit. And dad was like, oh, he was so offended by that. He was. <laughs> he was. He, he didn't like that movie. No. No, I, I did. We all thought we it was loved funny. It. We, we loved it. Hilarious. And then, um, but he, his humor, like he grew up with listening to Bill Cosby, Bob Newhart, um, kind of a drier, kind of a drier sense I of humor. I remember them going to bed watching Bob Newhart every night. Yeah, yeah, that was their, I was their thing. So, because that's what he grew up on. So mm -hmm. it's like the equivalent of us watching old reruns of Seinfeld or you know those shows mm -hmm. that were have been around for a long time. Um, so the sense of humor was was uh, a little drier, a little, but I think that uh, mom's. Uh, personality uh gave us a you know i mean who did we fear more <laughs> dad, dad of course sure. uh, he could sometimes fly off the handle get mad um that leads me to a question yeah how was dad with you for the most part pretty uh, pretty okay i mean um this is also confession time too so okay. um he was real big on grades like he was just you know uh, you know, and, and it was basically, you know, you got to get good grades, go to college and have a good job. You got to do that. You got to do that. Blah, blah, blah. And I was a terrible student. I hated school. I, I just didn't do well. Uh, I struggled. Um, so one year, me and Chad intercepted uh, the report cards. They came in the mail at these during those times they came in the mail and they came one of those those carbon copy computer terrifying day you know you, you pull it open you know it, it tears apart and you open it up and so we we intercepted mine and changed the d to a b somehow somehow they believed it How they bought it that? i don't with a pen and we put it back together and it was like this it was like hey mom look my poor poor card and i pretend to open it was already open <laughs> 
<laughs> See, I got, I got to be. I got to look, look. Okay, I'm going to go. Bye. Like, that was, that is how, because he would have had me, like, he would have been beyond upset. Like, oh, he yeah. just, he was, um, I think that he didn't know, you know, how to really express himself very well. Um, like, I remember my mom saying something, I don't know when she said this, it was before or after you died, but his way of like providing, of showing love was providing yes. a home and mm-hmm. clothes and food. That was his way of showing love. And, and, <coughs> and mm-hmm. you know, we didn't understand that back no. then no. at all. Yeah. So. That was definitely his, I remember mom saying that and that, you know, and that's also the way he grew up. Yeah. You know, he grew that up was poor, how, I mean, and, think about it like. Maybe when he was when he was a kid in the fifties and sixties, that was the dad's job was to provide for the family, provide for the family. And yeah. you look at the way men were back then and the way that men and dads are now is has completely shifted. Men and dads are way more involved than they were back then. Absolutely. You know, so that's was, how they the were. The culture taught. was so different mm-hmm. and it was a it was a very cut and dry, very black and white uh mentality and um, I remember I really was a fan of, uh, you know, Top Gun. So I, oh, yeah. I remember when you, you <laughs> dyed your hair black. Oh, I, don't, <laughs> I, I, I don't think I did that. I think that was, I think you made that up. No, I remember you, it. You remember that? I do. Is that, you didn't dream that? I no. don't think I remember doing that. I remember. But anyway, so I, I wanted to be, I, I started liking uh, Jets by, for the movie um, Iron Eagle. Uh, then that graduated to Top Gun. And I had a genuine interest in in planes, in mm-hmm. aircraft, and uh, and I wanted to you know, be a pilot. He's like, "Well, you can't be a pilot. You don't. You you got to get good grades to be a pilot." And uh, you know, instead of like encouraging me and trying to figure out a way for me to fulfill that dream, it was more like, "Well, you can't do this." Mm-hmm. You know, and I think that he he uh, what's the word? Um, let's, I, his his own failures and his own things he could not really support us because of his own you know beliefs and then the biggest shot like the most damaging comment this is after right before he died we were over there and I was married at the time and I was trying to be a firefighter I wanted to be a fire department and he looked at me and goes you can't do this oh. and I'm like what and that that shot me like that really devastated me Mm -hmm. you know and 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 again looking back it's like you know that you know that coming from a parent because i think we always want to in some way please our parents even to this to this day we want to get their approval Mm -hmm. and um we you know that was like and i think he felt really bad about that Mm -hmm. and it was hard for him to you know, say I'm sorry, and and mm-hmm. and it was hard for him to even say Expre- I love you. Yeah, I mean, you know, and to be like mom, she was all over that. She was always yeah. kissing us and hugging us and telling us she loves us. All that that was that was that was never not given in our home. Like I mean, my our mom provided that element of love and expression of love. She she did that. Yes. Where he now if they were both the same way, we'd be we'd be we'd be screwed. We'd be. <laughs> hating life right now because because we just didn't have that support so let me ask you this so with that comment saying dad saying you can't do this um did that affect you how you talk to your own kids no 
Um, I have mentally probably over probably too much of mm -hmm. uh, like my I made a decision pretty soon pretty quickly after having our first child to to not be like that mm -hmm. okay so um and in a weird way at at that point I was like mom and Sherry was kind of like dad mm -hmm. now Sherry she was she did never didn't like it but I was overly, and I still am overly expressive. Mm -hmm. Like, and I think it it bothers the kids. Um, <laughs> and I don't even know right now, like, where that fine line is. I, when I love something, I tend to love it and squeeze it out. I tend to love it a little too much. Mm -hmm. And so, with my kids, a few things, elements are going through my head pretty much all the time. I could die at any time. Mm -hmm. That that's that's having lost dad. I was only twenty one. Two, you know, I want them to know that I love them all the time. Mm -hmm. Now, at their age right now, they 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 really don't want to hear that. <laughs> but in twenty years, it's going to mean something to them. I hope. And they're they're going to look back and know that you love them. Right. They're not going to question it. Kind of like, I mean, I know dad loved us, but I don't remember him ever saying it. Yeah. You know, or yeah. like showing it, his way of showing it was providing for a family with a home and food. And, you know, I remember the boat that I remember we having was that red and white boat. Yeah, it was the, it was, that was uh, a nice, this, nice uh, boat. Yeah, it was more like the ski boat. Yeah. So we, he liked to bass fish. So he bought a ski boat and it's a little harder to, to bass fish off those because of the way that they're, they're designed. Bass fish, fishing boats are more platform and has seating, you know, for... Your, and then we just, he, but he bought the, the boat for all of us to enjoy. Mm -hmm. So kind of like twofold purpose there, mm -hmm. and which is great. I mean, yeah. I, yeah, we love it. He, he wanted to do those things. And, I, you know, again, it's like he didn't, he wasn't very expressive, but mm -hmm. I mean, he, he, he did. He, mm -hmm. he loved us. And, and so but looking at, at that time in our lives, we, you know, we didn't really know that. You, right. know, you kind of felt like, oh, is he mad at me now? Right, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. So I guess let's 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 delve into uh, how he died and um, how that affected us. So I was I was uh, had just got married. How old were you? When he died, or when he got, got diagnosed? Diagnosed. I was thirteen. So you were junior high. I was married. Um, I had a kid on the way, or maybe a kid, maybe Bruce was born. I know he was born. So he was uh, basically uh, had a, a mole on his back, kept bleeding. Mom kept telling him to go in, get looked at. Finally, he got he went in. It was too late. Remember why he got finally went in? Why? He had hemorrhoids. No, I didn't know that. Yeah. He had hemorrhoids bad enough to mom finally got him into the doctor. Oh, wow. And then she's like, while we're here, while we we're look here, at this oh, mole. Okay, so the hemorrhoids. So it's a good thing to have hemorrhoids. That's what you're yeah. saying sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if, you, if you guys have hemorrhoids, you better go get it looked at. Um, so he was diagnosed with uh, with melanoma skin cancer. So then they were treating that with. Um, they get a couple surgeries. Melanoma skin cancer is one of the toughest cancers to treat because it travels fast. And it travels silently, and it goes to your lymph nodes. And once it's in your lymph nodes, 
that's your that's your immune system. Yeah, so you're you're really it, under. It, it's tough. It's tough to battle. Some cancers you can, and but then you can you can early detect some of it uh, and get check check all the time. So he didn't. So he was playing. He was he was fighting that. So the way he we found out. Okay, so what we're getting into is how he actually died and and stuff. So he was in the hospital, um, and really sick, really frail. Yes. Let's say I'm pretty sure. I remember they told him he had five to nine months to live, but he lived for two years. Right. Remember right. that? Yep. Yep. So towards the end, he got really, really sick. And it's hard for me to, uh, looking back, to uh, create a timeline in my mind. I, 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 it's kind of a blur to me mm-hmm. still. So it's yeah. helpful to have you have those. Uh, so here we are. Uh, I'm married. I have a kid. And... My marriage started off rocky because her parents were killed in a car wreck two weeks before we got married. They lived in Bullhead, Sherry was from Bullhead City, Arizona. Parents drove up here to do wedding stuff. On their way back, they were killed in a head-on collision. And we decided to go ahead and get married. So we had that in our lives. Do you regret that decision? Yes, I do. Like you should have waited. I should have not. <laughs> yeah, should have waited, or just should have not done it. But you know, I mean, really, I mean, we could anybody could say that about a divorce, right. but but um, in retrospect, probably not. And people were actually shocked that we uh, did get married. But we felt it was we like we felt like we had enough support and family to to do to to make it. Mm-hmm. So then dad got sick. And so he's, a, he's really sick at this point. Um, very Lost a lot of weight. Um, he started getting these lesions on his arms. It almost looked like a heroin addict or a crystal meth addict. And we were kind of in the hospital talking one day. And, and Sherry, my wife, said, well, I, I hate to say this, but maybe he has AIDS. You know, like maybe like he, she just really felt like she had to say that. And mom was like, what? And okay, so let's pause there. Okay. Okay, so let's go back to... Should we go back to the very beginning of mom and dad? Or should we tell this part and then go back? What do you think? Begin, uh, you know, like the when when I was a baby, what happened with dad? Oh, yes. Let's, let's talk about that for a minute. Yes. Okay. So go ahead. Okay, so um, when my dad... Okay, I was two... We lived in California... At the time, and I was about two weeks old, pretty pretty sure. Yeah. And my mom gets a phone call, and it was police. And our dad got arrested for exposing himself to some young girls, right? Yes. <laughs> so, um, mom had to go bail him out. And I, I think mom said that she had, like, was it Sandy or somebody, one of our relatives, take us kids. And mom said that they didn't sleep for like four days and they just talked and talked and talked and they just and dad told her tons of things like that he had had a problem with pornography and um prostitutes like pre-mission mission okay war all that stuff Uh, and that's when military military stuff and then they decided to they wait you know a few months they decided let's go back to arizona let's have a Clean slate, 
go to Arizona. And that's what they do. And they didn't really ever talk about it again. Yeah, I, th- right? I think they really resolved that. And it, it, we didn't, for me, I really didn't learn this till later on. And, and I do remember, here's what I remember. We were in Bakersfield. We lived in Bakersfield, California before we moved to Arizona. Um, and I remember there was a lot of just, you got really sick. You ended up That's in the right. hospital for a long time, I had no, several I weeks. I was really sick, yes. And so there was that, and then it was things that Dad had done, and I, I don't remember. Um, I just remember there was a lot of it was a lot of, lot of, lot of, lot of crying and like just the energy was not great. And I think that, um, you know, he just he's he, he suffered. He just he, you know I mean, I can't say he. he it wasn't any different than anybody else, the temptations. I mean, he just didn't deal with it very well. He was kept it a secret, which, mm-hmm. I mean, <laughs> what are you going to do? Like, broadcast everybody. Right. But he held that, um, you know, inside and, and didn't really resolve it very well. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, back then, it's like, you know, things are different now. They're, uh, it's it's a little more like counseling is mm-hmm. more acceptable and 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 admitting these addictions now are a little more acceptable, mm-hmm. a little more understanding. But he back then, it was like, like he had to hide it. Yeah, because like, think exactly. of the shame and the embarrassment, especially growing up in a Mormon family, yep. living basically a double life. Exactly, and then here's the here's something else about him is I don't ever think I've ever heard him cuss. No, never swore. Um, One time he cussed at me. I was being very sassy. Yeah. And I believe it. he told me to get my ass in my room. <laughs> <laughs> wow. And that was the first and last time we ever heard him cuss. So, so, so um, I want to give you guys a little, uh, another thing. He had a knock. He had a knock. Oh, yes, he did. <laughs> His knock. When your door was shut, go ahead and do it. No, you do it. Just like that. Those three taps. You knew it was him outside that and you knew you were in trouble for yep. the most part. <laughs> now, let me give you a little side note of something that happened uh, just to show you how how he felt about language. Now, I had felt the need to cuss like crazy and <laughs> I, I loved this. it. I love cussing. It was fun and me and Bridget were walking to uh, school and I kept cussing like I, can I say the words? I, mean, I, mean, I don't I mean, we can't, we don't want S- to S-H-I-T and damn. And I mean, I was saying everything. I think he said dropping F words. And she kept telling me to stop, stop. She started getting really emotional about it. Like crying, like, stop, it's not good. And I was like, <laughs> shut the F up. You know, get, get to school. Just quit. Don't tell anybody, you know. <laughs> so, so that night I'm in my room. I get the, I'm like, oh, oh here man. we go. He's like. We need to have a talk. He takes me to the laundry room. And the laundry room was a pantry and a laundry room put together. He goes in there, shuts the door, and he says to me, he says, I hear you have a little bit of a language problem. And I'm like, uh. So uh, (laughs) he begins to tell me that there's no need to swear and that only unintelligent people use foul language. And I was like, Damn it! <laughs> I was so mad at Bridget for selling me out, but but he had values. Mm-hmm. He had he even though he suffered with these 
these these temptations, mm-hmm. he still had a set of values and, and that he lived by, and he, he was he was he was, uh, you know, he was he was valiant in in keeping those values. He was a man of his word. Mm-hmm. You know, he had friends, and he he did he helped people out all, all the time. time. Do you remember um, Chet? Remember Chet? Chet? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, like there's so our dad worked um out in Phoenix and there was a guy that he worked with that lived in Camp Verde. Camp Verde. Yeah. And so we opened up our home to this guy and we actually became really good friends. Like we just loved Chet. He was just yeah. a happy, jolly guy and he would spend the night at our house and then go home on the weekends with his family and I think it's here's some fun about dad. So there were t- like he could fly off the handle, and sometimes he was just in a really generally crappy mood. And now it could be the long drive home in that Volkswagen unair un- un- conditioned uh, Volkswagen Bug, and many other things. But it was always nice to have one of his friends stop by because then he was in a good mood, mm-hmm. and he was like not yelling at us. So like, yeah, mm-hmm. Chad, keep staying here, man, because Dad's <laughs> not gonna yell at us. <laughs> And th- but that's again, that's just how it was. Because I, mean, I, I kind of remember him being more grumpy after work. Yeah. And like, oh, I remember, also remember, like, you know, he would get home from work, we'd eat dinner, and he was his TV time. Yeah. And you did not mess with that TV unless yeah. he said, go change the channel. So Which, you had to get up he, off your we, butt and go we change had, the we channel. We were the channel changers. And what show was it he loved? Cosby Show. No. Oh. Mash. Mash. Oh, yes. Okay, Mash. so Mash. So Mash was the show because he served in Korea so he could really relate to the show. This was his show. This was his escape. This was mm-hmm. his thing. Like, Mash was therapy for him. I'm pretty sure it was. Mm-hmm. It was funny and it was in Korea and he was in Korea, so he loved it. Yeah. I mean, that was, that was, that was, that's what created who he was. Yeah. Now, so we're gonna move back uh, to that hospital moment where he's sick, he's he's really frail, he doesn't look good, and my my wife at the time suggested that he has he has AIDS. Mm-hmm. So my mom was like, "What? No way! Like, how dare you say that?" And and the nurses were like, you know, hey, we can we can test for it. we need your permission and his permission, whatever that entailed. And it came back that he indeed had full-blown AIDS, full-on. Not just HIV, but inactive AIDS. So here, here's the thing with AIDS. We were still, at this time, not Very real sure. sure how that was. Mm-hmm. It wasn't popular. When Magic Johnson got AIDS, that's when the world learned about AIDS. Mm-hmm. This was before that. Mm-hmm. Or no, this was right, sorry, this, this was, was after. after. That's right. Okay, so I, I take that back. So it was still like it was like whoa, but it was still not. It was still in its infancy stages mm-hmm. of like how do we deal with this? And there were definitely no medications. When did the movie Philadelphia come out? Philadelphia. I remember you watched that. I do. I, I remember watched yeah. that. That was uh, Tom was that, Hanks. Yeah, was it before and or was, after Dad died? It was. I think it was before. Dirt before. I remember watching that. Yeah. Feeling. Oh, it's kind of weird. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> but we. At this point, we're very shocked. Mm-hmm. Um, you're in junior high. Mm-hmm. I'm married, trying to get my life started and figured out. Wendy had, uh, at some point, got pregnant. Mm-hmm. So this happened because this happened. I moved out, like, obviously, 
and Wendy moved in, and then she got started dating Mike, who she's still with. He got her pregnant, and we're like, "Whoa, hold the water! What's up?" Because remember, I remember like when they were dating, and Dad was really sick at the time. Yes, and I said, "Just go back to your room, leave Dad alone." Yeah, he's in a lot of pain. He doesn't feel good, and so. And I, as far as my uh, involvement at this point, it it was it was uh, a lot of Sherry, uh, you know, (laughs) putting her opinion on on me and 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 how and the judgments and all that stuff. I remember one night it was it was really close to him dying, and we had this big talk, this big discussion, and you know it was just like this crazy. The night that they told us? Maybe that's what it, maybe that's I what it was. I remember that. So once we found out that he that he had AIDS, and, and then it became, how did you get AIDS? Like, yeah. how did this happen? Like, what's... Mm-hmm. And then he began to slowly tell us how he got... I think it took, like... I remember Mom saying it was like pulling teeth to get any information out of him. Yeah, he didn't want to... He didn't want to um, take it to his grave. That, yeah, he did, and I think she brought the bishop over, and they were able to uh, get some more information from him and make him feel more comfortable. I think he just was straight up ashamed. He just oh, did not want to no. disappoint any of us Mm-mm. and just, you know, put that, drop that bombshell on us. And it looking back, hey, I kind of I kind of understand. A little bit. Yeah. I know. I, know. I, would, I don't think I'd want to either. Yeah. But we had to. We so we begin to find out a little more how he did. I think that he went to the. He went to. I think he had prostitution. Prostitutes. Mm-hmm. There was uh, porno arcades uh, in Phoenix. Um, he went in there, and I think he engaged in basically uh, sexual, you know, activity with with people there men there so it's hard to say where it was contracted mm-hmm. through through a, another man or through a, a hooker or a prostitute um but either way at this point we we kind of stopped really kind of trying to figure out why but more deal with how how we go how we move forward at this point mm-hmm. and Cause i think he died about a month after we found out but it, it is about a month it is about a month. It wasn't very long, Mm-mm. you know, and 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 uh, because I know where I was standing, I was standing in the gra- on the driveway, at our house we had just bought, and we were, uh, mom called me I think, and we're like, whoa, whoa, and so it was pretty heavy, and pretty uh, heavy for 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 us to deal with as a as a couple. Um, it began to give instill some intrigue within my wife and I at the time, I think she started to think, well, what, what are you, what are you doing? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, the, and then I remember she said that to me, like, do I have anything to worry about with you? Mm-hmm. And this is, the, this is as I'm getting the call from mom saying he's, we think he's, we think he's going, we think he's going soon. And it was like two or three in the morning. Um, we drive over there and I drive over there. And, and we, from that point on, we were, I was there the entire time. You happen to be in California. We, so mom you and Wendy? knew, yeah, Bridget, all of us. We went with Christy, Melissa, Kimmy, everybody. Uh-huh. So they're our cousins. So, um, you know, they have like a hospice book that kind of, kind of gives you a little bit of a timeline of how much the time the person has. And I think mom knew it was happening, and she was like, "Why don't you guys go to California for spring break?" And so we did, 
And I remember it was a Sunday morning, and we got a we got a call that Dad had died. Yeah. And. Yeah, March tenth, nineteen ninety six. It was a long night. I went over there, and we were there with him, pretty much the, it, all night long into, into the morning. I think Robert came over, his brother, so it was me, mom, and then Sherry came over, my wife. We had we had Briscoe, a little baby, uh, about one year, year and a half old. Um, can't remember who else was there, but uh, we were there in the final, his final moments. His breathing, st- his breathing started to change. Yes. Was it, as you saw Dad's, soul leave his body was that a spiritual experience yeah. for you so that that was a really spiritual experience uh watching the color in his skin change from from warm dry pink as they say you know healthy skin looks to pale like pale and you could literally see that his color change and it was a very powerful uh experience um just to know that there's there's God, <laughs> mm-hmm. um, and if there's not <laughs> an ultimate creator, which you know, but something more powerful than us that created us, and and then it was just it was just it was, of course it was really sad, and we were really, you know really um, I remember mom, mom saying, you know just go John just go we love you, and so. Looking back on that, it was a it was a moment I think that he was almost looking for some sort of forgiveness, mm-hmm. and he and mom you know said that, and as soon as she did, he he left, and it, it taught me a valuable lesson. It's just that, um, you know, <laughs> we're going to make mistakes. We're going to mess up. Mm-hmm. We will, um, and a lot of. Our lives depend on 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 other people forgiving us. So, like, you know, and that's our job. Mm-hmm. Our job is to and forgive. That's forgiving and, others. And and it's not easy to forgive what no. he did. And, and it's not even. It's more like I don't. Mean, I think it's more for. It's harder for us to accept it and understand it. Mm-hmm. Like what we keep. Why? 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 Like how did he get to this point? And, you know, as years gone by, I've, I've been able to think back and be like, yeah, I, I kind of get it, you know, yeah. I kind of get it. I mean, we, um, there's a lot of temptation in this world, and I think that pornography is probably in the top three worst things to get to get involved in mm-hmm. besides, you know, harmful drugs. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's the most addictive uh, thing, and it takes its, it takes its toll on our lives in so many ways Mm -hmm. and it ultimately took him Mm -hmm. like it 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 took his life and so um you know it 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 was it was tough but it was also that moment was was a there was i remember there was a lot of love in the room there was a lot of it was a good feeling it was Mm -hmm. like not this horrible it was a good experience i remember uncle robert was there and and we were just had this 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 moment that we kind of all bonded and watched our dad leave, you know, watched him leave this earth. And, and, and from there, I mean, we got flooded with phone calls and people, you know, 
giving us their condolences. And, and then you start hearing little, little, little stories, you know, it's like how he, you know, from people who he's known for a long time that maybe we didn't even know. I remember getting a phone call from somebody saying, hey, your dad came up here and, and he, he just, I just want you to know he really loved you guys. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, hey, that's it's nice like to getting hear. Getting letters. Getting letters. Lots of and, letters from people. You know, and, and people, and then here's, here's the other side of this, though, too. And it was the challenging part for mom is how do you tell people mm-hmm. how he died? Yeah. Because there's that. I have a question. What does it say on his death certificate? I don't know. That's a good question. <laughs> let's ask mom. Let's find out. I wonder what, I I wonder what it's, what, what it, uh, that's a really good question. It is. Um, so being, being LDS, um, you, you know, as well as like, people like to talk. And people in rumor mills are <laughs> alive and well in the Mormon church. People like to spread rumors. And mom was faced with that decision on how, who do you tell? Mm-hmm. And I think it, initially it was like she would tell who she felt was closest to her, mm-hmm. the, who would, excuse me, who would keep her a uh, secret. Mm-hmm. And then... So I think what she told people is that he died of a blood transfusion because I had seen somebody. See, that's where it came in for me because we we did this interview a few weeks ago and yeah. we had to redo it. But as, we, I was, as I was interviewing Kirk, he told me how Sherry had said, I think that he has AIDS. Where in the way that I thought it happened was I thought that they, that dad was sick and then he needed a blood transfusion and that, and then they, that's when that, that's where that, that's where it came from me. I thought it was from a blood, blood transfusion. Right. Or, you know, there was a, there was something about a blood transfusion. And yeah. so that's where I got that from. Cause I don't remember Sherry being the one to, yeah. to say, yeah. It, and say. It's interesting that you didn't know that mm-hmm. until just the other day. Like, yeah. So that just goes to show you that, um, it was a very difficult, uh, thing to, to try to, to navigate. To to... Nav- yeah, I mean, then it, then it became like, well, who knows? Mm-hmm. Who knows? Who really knows? Like, I remember seeing somebody in our ward uh, months later saying, you know, hey, sorry about your dad. You know, blood transfusions, you know, that just sucks. And you're like, yeah. And I'm like, oh, my gosh. who? How do we... To, and to this day, I mean, is there... I don't even know the answer to that. I know. I it, 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 because it's like... You have to tell people, well, he was doing this and this, and he got AIDS. And, the, and then I think from there, people just, you know, the eventually it kind of just went away as far as, like, the, the curiosity factor mm-hmm. from people. And um, But it was still really hard for me to process. Like, it was almost, like, kind of embarrassing. Like, I felt like... Something else I never told you. I kind of felt like, and I'm maybe I may be wrong here, but I kind of felt like our smaller cousins, like you know Robert Sandy's kids and stuff. I kind of felt like they all judged me and us because of the way he died. Mm-hmm. I kind of felt like now that could be my own, my own brain, mm-hmm. you know, my own insecurities coming back at me. Mm-hmm. But for the longest time, I kind of felt like that, and I and I don't know why why I felt like that, but 
because their dad died of melanoma, and then Uncle Don died of melanoma, and Nancy died of... All of his brothers and sisters eventually died of all of melanoma, mm-hmm. skin cancer. And it took them quick. <laughs> there was no lingering there. But my dad died of that as well, but because of the AIDS. So yeah. he, maybe he, maybe under the under the uh, birth certificate or the death certificate, maybe it says melanoma. I don't know. Yeah. Well, we can find out maybe. But but I, that stigma really stuck with me because I felt like people were judging me, but judging us and judging me, and it felt kind of weird. And 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 or felt and then looking back, I'm like maybe that's why I had such a hard time with just my own self worth and just trying to figure out who I am, you know, because most people have a dad most of their lives. Mm-hmm. Mine was taken early, and I really needed, I think I really needed a dad. You know, mm-hmm. looking back, like, yeah, I, it could have been nice to mm-hmm. <laughs> to have somebody to bounce ideas off and talk to and, mm-hmm. as you're raising your own kids. But, um, and it was always nice to hear when somebody else lost their dad, because I was like, I'm not the only one, <laughs> mm-hmm. you know, so. You know, last minute, Dallin, um, I'll get into this another episode, but, um, my husband passed away about a little over two years ago, and, and that's something my son, my oldest son, Dallin, struggles with big time is seeing other kids with their dad. He'll, he'll say, everybody has a dad but me. So when he meets a child that doesn't have a dad, he's like, oh, okay, I'm not a freak. Yeah. Yeah, it's you know? weird. It, it, it's weird. And, it, and it, I don't know how to, how that psychologically, how that... Uh, comes about or how that affects us um, but yeah, it really um, was you know it was tough and and then my marriage I think we had I, I think I tell people <laughs> we had like 10 good years <laughs> I think and when, then, from when to when from when like well when we got married like 10 years into that and then from we were married 15 years so the last five years were were pretty rocky. Ro- pretty rocky for us, but um, I remember thinking, you know, it would be nice to, you know, uh, go go hunting. I I lost complete interest in sports because we used to watch, you know, the Suns, and I remember watching basketball games with Dad, just college games, and being real, you know, into those. And and, and when he died, I I lost a lot of interest in in sports. I felt like eh, you know, and honestly, it really kind of to, to this day, I don't like Christmases. I don't like them. Mm. I hate Christmas actually, because of that. Because that first year he was gone, so he died in March. So that first Christmas was pretty rough, mm-hmm. and um, since then I just have had and I I don't. I mean, I have reasons why I don't like Christmas the commercialization, we lose the real purpose of it. But I just kind of have, I kind of get like jaded around Christmas. I like, I don't, I like like three songs, you know, like the Eagles, Take Me Home for Christmas or whatever. I like three or four songs. Like, that's it. I don't want to, I don't want any Dolly. part of it. What? Dolly. Dolly. Yeah, we did, well, we did have um, quite it's a. It's not Christmas until you hear Dolly. <laughs> Dolly Parton, Kenny Rogers. <laughs> yeah, there's a few uh, songs I do like, but generally I'm not, I get a little, I get a little, I, well, you know, whatever. It's not so bad now, but, uh, you know, part of it, too, is my, me being divorced, you know, my family being basically, I mean, let's call it what it is, just, it kind of fell apart. Um, that has a lot to do with my, with oh, my yeah. Christmas, the way I perceive it, the way I look at it. Um, but, yeah, that first, um, the first few years were rough, like, because of 
you know, because of that. But, mm-hmm. you know, <laughs> yeah. it just, it's, it, it, it's the way it is. Now, having said all this, look, trying to uh, process everything and try to uh, make sense of it. I know. I don't think you, know, you can. I mean, you really can. And and from a from a religious perspective, as far as being a member of the church, you know, I keep, I ask myself, so what? What now with him? Mm-hmm. You know, is he going to hell? <laughs> is he going? What, what's going to happen? I I believe that in heaven or paradise, whatever you want to call it, have people have an opportunity to uh, make amends and feel sorry for their, you know, because they have a different perspective, I believe, and they have a, they will see what we can't see. Right. And, um, you know, so how that everything affected you um, and how Sherry was like, well, what, you know, what are you up to? Right. You don't need to worry about you. And I can relate to that because in my mind, I thought that all men were addicted to sex and pornography and that all men cheated. Right. Because that's what I, that's what that's my dad what did. Saw. That's what I saw. And so yeah. I, so your trust issues were pretty severe. Yes. So, um, that affected me big time. And it got to the point where I was like, I don't really care to get married. Yeah. And then I started going to counseling and that is when it changed me because my counselor, um, she helped me really have empathy for dad and to put myself in a situation and see, cause for a long time I kind of monsterized him in my mind uh-huh. cause that was my way of coping was to just, if I, if in my mind, if I just make him a bad person that did this and this and this, then he doesn't matter to me. Yeah. So it's fine that he died. He deserved to die because of what he did. That was my thought for a long time. And then Carrie helped me see, she kind of took the situation and turned it around. And so I saw it from dad's view. And I learned to have empathy and love and forgiveness and um it changed it changed it changed me because for the first time in however many years I'd been I was able to really you know feel sad for him and think you know how many times in those years in those 20 years did he want to say something or you know, get some help. Maybe he wanted to go to the bishop and, Maybe he, and, and clear but, these things you up. You know, but it's like, you know, he's probably just terrified, you know, because it would ruin his yeah. family, you know? And so I was able to see, like, how just feeling sad for him. Yeah. You know, and and that, that really, that changed me because... So instead of judgmental and, and, and uh, animosity and... And anger for him, it, it turned to forgiveness and love and empathy and, and you know, uh, yeah. You know, that would be really neat. If that, I would not like if this can happen, but just to have a conversation with him as adults now. Yeah. 
and to see his perspective. Sure. And to see his perspective now, you know, looking back, you know. When yeah, I, I have thought about that too. And it would be a very uh, powerful moment to, you know, just to have. And, um, you know, like, it, forgiveness is such a, 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 it's more powerful than what we give it credit for. Mm-hmm. Um, think about the, the way things are in the world. I mean, so many things are, are done uh, out of pride and out of, like, not letting things go. I mean, mm-hmm. just look at simple road rage. I mean, like, we just, people mm-hmm. just chilled out, you know. But that's a small, small way. But, but forgiveness, that is, I really, truly believe that our forgiveness is going to lift him up. Mm-hmm is going to pull him to a better place. Mm-hmm. If you want to, you know, I don't, and I think that that, that redemption is still very much available mm-hmm. uh, as we speak. So like his existence in the, in, the, in, the, in the spirit world as we speak, he's probably doing a lot. Mm-hmm to somehow redeem but I think a lot of how we are and we may get that moment to say yeah we, we yeah absolutely we forgive him you know, almost like a judge or a court situation like okay um, counsel what's your you know like do you feel or jury how do you we find the defendant not guilty or whatever? like it would be kind of like that like um, that, that he'll we'll be able to to uh you know, help mm-hmm. redeem him a little bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Based on how we are. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I mean, and even just him, be, me being so young when he died, you know, I have memories of him, but you have way more memories of I him. Do. You I know, do. You know, than I ever did. And, you know, it's I remember just... he drove, I, this is crazy, he drove with both feet. He had had really? the foot on, his right foot on the gas and his left foot on the brake. I always thought that was weird. He told me to drive, like, he's like, don't do what I do. What? <laughs> yeah, it was weird. That's crazy. I remember, like, when I was in my trying to learn how to drive, and uh, just, you know, little things like that. <laughs> he, you know, he he, he loved uh, mounds, oh, almond yeah. joys, candy bars. I mean, he... Oh, okay. Do you know what he loved that is so good? You can't knock until you try it. What's that? Vanilla ice cream and salty oh, crackers. Oh, yeah, there you go. That is vanilla delicious. ice cream. You crunch up some saltine crackers. Sounds weird, but it's you got the salty and the sweet and the crunchy. Oh, I want to now. I gotta go. Now I, gotta I go think what I'm gonna do now is gonna go to McDonald's, get me ice cream, and then go home and put some crackers on it <laughs> as I'm trying to lose weight, right? But like, it's those like I do have those memories, and I do have those, uh, you know, again, I think his biggest uh handicap and. Uh, was was his inability to be expressive? Yeah, you know he was he proud of us? Absolutely. Was he proud when I got my Eagle Scout? Was he proud when I right, went through church and different? Of course he was, but he wasn't able to be like you know. I'm so proud of you. I'm so proud of you. Like, I mean, again, I I maybe oh, I overcompensate with my own kids, mm-hmm. and there's this. I feel like there's this. I have to be really careful how I do it with my kids because of the way 
the dynamics of what it is and divorce and and just the dynamic. Oh, all I can say is the dynamics. I find dynamics. myself doing the same thing for different reasons. What's that? I, I'd find myself doing the same thing, overcompensating. Yeah. Like overly, like you're amazing. I love you. You know. Yeah, yeah. and and you know, um, I do get. Thankfully, I do get. I do get that back from two of the kids. <laughs> two out. <of> <laughs> hey, that's hey, that's good. pretty dang good. I'd be happy with that. But um, I think that you know what we went through at that time. That was difficult. Mm-hmm. We didn't know how to deal with it. We didn't. There's no book. Did we even deal with it? I don't think we did. I don't think we did either. We, we and looking back, it's like wow. I can't believe that happened. And, you know, over the, over time, you know, it's like we, we kind of, we've learned different things from things that have happened in our own personal lives. And ultimately, um, hey, it happened. You can't, mm-hmm. we can't change it, but we can, can learn from it. We can learn from it and we can just try to, you know, remember the good times, obviously, mm-hmm. and because there were plenty of those. But it was definitely a unique experience and not everybody has gone through. Now, right. I've talked to a couple of people recently who've kind of gone through some similar things. Mm. Not the age, but some homosexual activities with dads. So um, it's nice to find connections with people that know that that's happened too, too. Mm-hmm. Not just, yeah. we're not the only ones. That doesn't, yeah. we're not the only people and you know and that's the thing that i feel like it is so important to be vulnerable and open because you can learn so much from others and say wow i'm not the only one who's gone through that you know like that's the whole point of this podcast is to be vulnerable and share and so you can connect with people and say oh my gosh I am not the only one who went through this or they have come so far from what they've gone through. And and let me put this out there. I don't know where this is going to end up. It's my opinion. It's this is going to end up in space and the whole world can listen to this. Who knows? And that's what it's, it's going to be sent out to the world. So if anybody ever feels like they need to contact either one of us, if you're going through something like this or I've gone through something like this um, or just any kind of loss, you know, we're available to talk to you about that. Reach and out. that's what we want to do is we want to um, to be available to people because, you know, it's just about being supportive and being and be able to relate and, you know, no judgments on this end. Mm-hmm. And that's one thing I've learned is I don't judge because you never know what someone is know. going through. Oh, I was terrible about that for you. Oh. I was the worst, most judgmental person oh, for so me too. long. Me too. And you know, now I'm like, eh, whatever you got, just tell me. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and 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 that I take a lot of comfort in that, and a lot of just you know, uh, hey, that's so. So this experience with dad is difficult and weird as it was. It was weird. It mm-hmm. was it was awkward, and it just. How the heck? What was your biggest takeaway from it? What did What did you learn from it? Like and now how? or back then? Like oh, we can do both. Then now, then it was oh man, I was a wreck. I was I was a mess. Um, 
I remember I had a lot of anger outbursts. Wrote, like, I remember one time I, I was over by Mountain View High School and some kid cut me off or something, something like, and I chased him down. I followed him in the parking lot. I was like, what are you doing? Like, I, like, I almost beat this kid up for no, I was just so angry. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that kid had no idea. He had no idea. But it goes down. It just sees this, past, this, you know, you know, crazy, spiky-haired blonde guy. <laughs> yeah, but but now, I mean, now it's like, it's all usable. It's all learn. You learn, and and I I have a tremendous sense of peace, and it, I think it's kind of made me a little bit, a little bit better, like in a way, a better person, uh, at least more relatable, like, mm-hmm. you know. And stronger too. Mm-hmm. Like, there's it's it's a lot. It takes a lot to make me mad right now. It takes a lot me to too. make me mad. Well, I went with my kids. Mm-hmm. Right, but like, <laughs> really, I used to get set off pretty easy. But just these things that have happened. But overall, life, the things that just dealing with with crazy stuff. But that was the beginning of a, of a journey I didn't think I would ever be on. Mm-hmm. You know. It was, it was a great, it was a crazy journey. That, that's really what it was. It was just the start of, and how we deal with that. I mean, we could have all like, <laughs> just went way downhill, but we figured it out. Mm-hmm. It wasn't pretty, but we figured it out. Mm-hmm. We all took our own path. We all learned something different. Yeah. So, as Forrest Gump would say, that's all I had to say about that. <laughs> <laughs> So anyway, guys, thank you for listening. And if you, our information will be on the podcast. Feel free to reach out to us, and we can help you out if you need help. Yep. Thank you for listening to we. What? <laughs> what are we whining about now? <laughs> thank you.